the Green Bay Packers, and my God, that bye could have not have come any sooner. Injuries. That's the name of the game for the Packers right now, and getting healthy is the number one thing on their docket as they are off all this week. Now, if you are injured, you're still in the facilities getting treatment, you know, working on what ails you a little bit. Well, Packers aren't in action until December 12th when they welcome in the Chicago Bears for a Sunday night football game at Lambeau. So this guy probably won't be in trouble of missing a game. But in case you missed it, linebacker Devondre Campbell is the latest Packer to find himself on the reserve COVID-19 list. Packers made the announcement yesterday, according to the NFL Network, that was the result of a positive test. So I know everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to you know, get in everyone's business. Is he vaccinated? Is he unvaccinated? Is he a pariah? Well, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows right now besides the Packers and the NFL. So if Campbell is vaccinated, he could return to the team following two negative tests 24 hours apart. If he is not, remember Aaron Rodgers, he had to sit out for 10 days. That's exactly what Devondre Campbell would have to do if he's not. Was quarantined for 10 days before being allowed back in the building. Now, here's the thing. If it is 10 days for Devondre Campbell, then my God, don't do what Aaron Rodgers did and stub your toe walking around your apartment or your house. We don't need any more broken toes on this team. So with the Packers on their bye week, it is possible that Campbell's not going to miss a game. Again, Packers don't play till December 12th. He's eligible to return if he's unvaccinated on December 10th. So the 28-year-old Devondre Campbell just having a hell of a season, best of his career, signed as a free agent in June, a street-free agent, a street-free agent. And this dude is absolutely a star right now for the Packers. So the former, what was he on? The Atlanta Falcons and the Arizona Cardinals uh, led the Packers, leads the Packers right now with 99 tackles while also posting four tackles for a loss, two interceptions, a couple forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. This dude has been absolutely insane. Uh, good morning. I got True Advisor on Twitch. What's up, bro? I got Packers underscore JT. Jeff, my man. Jeff says, random. You know what would be a cool documentary? Following all the injuries and treatments behind the scenes for the Green Bay Packers. And he says, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Yeah, it would be cool. Uh, Matt LaFleur actually on the podium. This was on Monday. I wanted to play this because it's something that, you know, we talk about this every year. I think every NFL fan base does the same song and dance when it comes to injuries, right? I can't believe how banged up we are. I can't believe how injured we are. Has our team ever been this injured before? Uh, you can look at the Packers right now. You can make the case, but like, my God, Green just from COVID alone, Green Bay has already seen, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. He was out 10 days. Devontae Adams, he was out. Uh, Alan Lazard, he was out. Malik Taylor, he was out. Then if you want to go down to the practice squad, Kurt Benkert, the practice squad quarterback, he was out. Joe Barry, he was out. A couple other coaches as well, resulting in either testing positive or being a close contact like an Alan Lazard for COVID-19. Now, obviously, I forgot to mention this as well. Devondre Campbell, if he is a close contact, unvaccinated close contact, these are the NFL rules, he only has to be quarantined five days and then obviously has to have a I think some negative tests. But if he's a close contact, he'll be quarantined five days. But if he is positive, it'll be minimum 10 days before he'd be allowed back in the building. So back to the injuries. You had the COVID list I just read you. Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Malik Taylor, 
uh, Kurt Ben Kurt coaches, including Joe Barry. And then you throw on injuries, right? The injury has been piling up. I don't even know if I can keep them all straight. Uh, let's see here. I know some of these players have come back, like Rashawn Gary, Aaron Jones, Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, Randall Cobb's got a groin injury now. Uh, I know uh, the lizard man, Ellen Lazard, was out for a while. God, I, I know I'm missing him. Uh, Whitney Merciless, he's done for the year. You have, I guess, Jalen Smith was brought in and then cut, so that wasn't really an injury. He doesn't live up. Um, Aaron Rodgers got the broken toe, right? There are so many injuries. I'm, I know I'm missing some. I just can't think of the top of my head. I'm not doing any coffee today. As uh, I'll, I'll tell you why later. So no coffee at 6.10 in the morning is a recipe for a little foggy brain at first. But Matt LaFleur, the head coach on the podium yesterday, or Monday, excuse me, and LaFleur was asked if he had ever been around a team with this many injuries and this many players. Oh, how else? Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari. There's more injuries. I can't believe I forgot those. So here is Matt LaFleur talking about if he's been around a team with this many substitute players getting as much playing time in games and all the injuries. Take a listen to the head coach. Here you go. I don't know if I've ever been around a team that suffered this many injuries. So, um, yeah, it's, it is encouraging that we're sitting at where we are right now at 9-3 and three, um, and having to battle through so much adversity and getting guys that maybe normally might not get as much playing time as they have. I think hopefully that'll, that'll benefit us down the stretch. Uh, I, I do see an improvement with a lot of these guys that are coming into the game and stepping up and and just I think it's a big time credit to, to them as individuals but also to our coaches getting guys ready to play. Um, it's a great credit to Goody and his staff for having providing us with players that have given us really good depth. Yeah, Matt LaFleur right there talking about how Brian Gutekunst got to give him credit. Now, Goody... He was public enemy number one during the offseason this summer, right? How dare you piss off number 12, Aaron Rodgers, by the drafting of Jordan Love? How could you do that to our franchise? Well, it turns out, you know, Aaron Rodgers, buddies with Jordan Love. But when he did see that draft come down, right, what did he say? He had to have four fingers at tequila to get through it. So everyone wanted to say, Brian Gutekunst, you are public enemy number one. You need to smooth things over with Aaron Rodgers. And they did just that, right? Rodgers reported back to camp. Uh, it wasn't question. He came back and look at the season they're having right now, 9-3. and three. So you don't hear about Brian Gutekunst too much. But then you go and look at the pieces that he has brought in. Rasul Douglas, Devondre Campbell. I know he tried it with uh, Whitney Merciless. He tried it with Jalen Smith. You got some other names that he's brought in. And they've been a mash unit that has been so damn good. But no one praises Brian Gutekunst for it. I think we got to give Brian Gutekunst a little goody mob his time in the sun today. But on the injuries for the Packers, I pulled up the list as we got some people tweeting in at my Twitter account at Evo says. Devondre Campbell, the recent guy out, right? Aaron Rodgers, toe injury. Malik Taylor, Kevin King, David Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb, Jonathan Garvin, Elton Jenkins, Whitney Merciless, Jair Alexander, Josh Myers, Kylan Hill, Big Bob Tunyon, and then you go Zadarius Smith, Randy Ramsey, Chauncey Rivers. That is the Packers injury report. And obviously in the NFL, no one is 100%, right? Especially when you get near the end of the season. So i.e. Aaron Rodgers with the broken toe. The fact that the Packers, as Matt LaFleur was talking about, how he's never been around a team with so many substitute players getting time, the fact that you have the Packers right now 
sitting at 9-3, and three, one of the best, if not the best team in the NFL, is absolutely incredible. From the coaching of Matt LaFleur, the GMing of Brian Gutekunst, how Aaron Rodgers has been able to find, you know, the offense when needed. Now they haven't even hit their stride yet, which is insane. So, and the defense, look at Joe Barry, man. We all wanted to talk about how Joe Barry, what a bum after week one, when the Packers got just throttled by the new Orleans saints, everyone wanted to fire Joe Barry right then and there. Hell people wanted to fire Joe Barry before the season even started because he went defeated at the lions in the late two thousands. But look at this defense. Now the mash unit that they are getting it done. Huge. Unbelievable. The Packers, do you get the feeling of 2010-2011 season? Because they had a lot of injuries that year as well. And you know what happened, right? They wanted to win the Super Bowl, beating the Steelers. Do you get a feeling of something a little magical happening? Even with injury. Brian Gutekunst pulling all the strings, right? Aaron Rodgers moving up the charts for MVP. Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the game. The defense, ball hawking, opportunistic, bend, not break. It's an incredible thing that we are seeing right now with the Green Bay Packers. So let's get this bye week. Let's get healthy. And let's get it right, get it tight as the Bears come to Lambeau Field. Well, actually not tight. Let's get it. Let's, let's loosen it up a little bit. You get tight. You get tight out there. You get a little injury. All right. Get it right. Get it a little loose as the Bears come December 12th, Sunday night game, Lambeau Field. And keep in mind, remember who owns the Chicago Bears? You guys uh, you remember that, right? You remember the guy? It's not the McCaskies. I'll tell you that. No, no. You know who it is. You know who it is. It's Aaron Rodgers. He owns them. And in case you forgot, Bears fans, who your uh, owner is. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs, Aaron Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Here's your, here's your honor. Here's your honor. Right, right on cue, Joe. Yep. He had some choice words there for the crowd. That's right. That's your honor right there, Aaron Rodgers. Whew. Still give me goosebumps, man. I love me some number 12. I don't know how this came to be, so I got to ask him. Uh, welcome in my dad, Dale Thorson, Mr. Thorson. Dad, what's up, Dad? How you doing? Hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Bo. Uh, we welcome in now also UW's kicker, Wisconsin football, Colin Lars. Colin, good morning. Good morning. How, all right, so I don't know who to start with first. Uh, I guess I'll go with you, Dad. Sorry, Colin, yeah. just, it's just, you know, family first. Blood runs <laughs> deep. How, how'd you get linked up with Colin Lars, Dad? Well, listen, you know, I was so impressed with this young man. I happened to be... Uh, uh, listening to the radio, and uh, Colin was on there. He was uh, recognized as Wisconsin Offensive Player of the Week, and he was talking. And so impressed by this young man that I just had to uh, track him down through social media because I think that he's got this really good message to give all of us, uh, especially to uh, some of the young people that uh, are in the area. He's uh, from a small town, Marshall, Wisconsin, and he, geez, he plays for the Badgers. What a what a great role model. What a great mentor. And I, I just think that, uh, you know, in my profession, uh, being a school counselor and trying to impact others, I just feel like this young guy 
really has it going on. Colin, you were on Q106 then, uh, right, with our, our sister station here uh, at work. I'm good friends with Steph. And you were on there, and obviously, you know, won and over a lot of people. You were special teams player of the week. And then you had the message. I'm curious, Colin. I, I know what it is, but the listeners out there, Colin, can you can you tell us a little about the message that it is out there that's uh, it, it's so inspirational? Yeah, so basically my uh, kind of words that I like to live by is make a difference. And everything that we do, we try to make a difference every single day and anything. So uh, before you do something, you always ask how much of, how much of a difference can I make in doing this? And just trying to do every little thing you can that has such a little, little I'll start with something else. Uh, yeah. You, everything that you do has a ripple effect on something else. So whether it be something big or something small, it's going to have a greater impact than what you think it does. So just doing little small gestures of kindness and little actions really can make a bigger difference in the world than you think it can. That's awesome. Colin Lars joining us right now, Wisconsin's kicker as well as my dad. So, Dad, when it comes to you know the message that you had heard, I know you've always been a big believer in this, right? You've been a guidance – hell, how long have you been a guidance counselor for? Well, this is my 43rd year, believe it or not, Bo. It's, it's amazing. Actually, I, you know, one of the reasons I came back, I actually retired and just came out of retirement to help make a difference on others. So when I heard Colin kind of had that same message and the ripple effect, I thought, well, I'm going to have to get my butt out of retirement and try to <laughs> try to make a difference again. i got to tell you, Colin, my dad, right, he's retired. He's been retired, I don't know how many times, like two times now. All yeah. of a sudden, the guy's like, yeah, I'm enjoying retirement, getting a little bored. And all, then he calls me one day, he's like, oh, I'm working again at Waterloo. Same time that you freaking won the special teams player of the week you know, earlier this season. So you, you made the old man get back to work. Well, it's well, it's an awesome thing that we got leaders like <laughs> Dad in this world. So, I mean, just the difference that he's making. Uh, you see kids at schools like that that need need leaders, and yeah. I, I mean, guidance counselors have such a great impact so, on those kids. So, I'm sure he's doing a great job, and it sounds like he's doing awesome things there. So. Colin, speaking of awesome things, man, you made the announcement earlier this season that you are coming back another year. How's that feel to know you come back a little unfinished business? What's it feel like for you to, you know, get back with the uh, Wisconsin Badgers coming up? Uh, it feels great, honestly. Uh, when I I knew I was going to come back as soon as we started filling out the senior year stuff, and I I have the opportunity now to get a master's degree here at the university too, so I couldn't pass that up, but. Especially the way we finish out a season, you know, with the sour taste in your mouth, it's uh, it's a good feeling to be able to come back and know that you got another shot at it, and you know you're gonna do it right. Definitely. So. so, Colin, what's it like for you? You know, I'm assuming you were a Wisconsin Badger fan growing up. You know, from Marshall going to Monona Grove. What's it feel like to you know you know grow up watching that team to then play for the team? Uh, I mean, it's honestly a dream come true because. Uh, Part of the reason I like to do what I do with the whole make a difference thing is because I used to look up to these guys on the team. And I used to, I remember how players used to come into our gyms and do speeches or come play with us at recess. And I, so I, I went to a private Catholic school in Madison called St. Dennis, which is pretty close to campus. So we'd have, we'd have players, we had Frank Minsky come in one time and a couple of their football players and, just seeing them talk to us, and it was probably for five minutes, and it made such a cool impact on a lot of us kids. And that's kind of where the dream started of wanting to play at university. So That's awesome, dude. 
Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Jocko. I don't know if you're, are you feeling the Mike Jocks, Jocko from MS15. Yeah, yeah. He's a big St. Dennis guy. He's coming on today yeah. at 835. So I'll, I'll tell him uh, hedge you on. Yeah, you make, sure you don't, make sure you said that you talk to me. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> by the way, Colin, we had uh, we were talking about you on the show. You know, a couple, when you had won the special teams player of the week, someone had called in and said that you got a you, you have a younger brother that is in St. Dennis right now. Uh, he's at Venona Grove. Okay, is he a kicker too? Yeah, he is. So I'll some what, he, someone uh, called in and said he's got a boot on him, man. Uh, he'll be a better kicker than me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the word I, I is out on your brother. Lucky. What's he's that? Lucky cause he, uh, he doesn't understand when I was his age. I, so I'm the oldest kid. And so he doesn't understand that when I was his age, I had to go through all the winters and shovel off fields to practice. <laughs> and I was driving myself everywhere. And now he's got the luxury of he can just text me whenever he wants to kick. And I can take him inside the dome. That we have. <laughs> oh, you can take him in the facilities. Yeah, man. Uh, Colin, He's got it nice. Yeah, that's that's great, man. So, what are you what are you thinking about going bowling here, man? It's going to be announced on Sunday where you guys are going. What are you just hoping for somewhere warm, so you don't have to be driving around in uh, you know maybe some snow or cold weather? Uh, I mean, it's always a it's always we're lucky to go bowling as it is. It's not lucky. It's you got to be grateful to go go bowling because a lot of a lot of teams don't get to go at all. Yeah, but. At the same time, yeah, <laughs> you got to hope we're going somewhere warm. And it's always nice to be able to spend like a week somewhere with all your brothers on the team. So it's always more enjoyable if it's hot out. Yeah, you guys got a little revenge on the brain then? You're going to, whoever you get matched up with, you're going to take some punishment out on them? Uh, you could you could say that there's some sour taste in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Colin, are you guys, what's what's prep like for, uh, for the bowl then? You guys uh, off today? What's uh, What do you got to do for practice coming up and whatnot? Uh, yeah, so we got a bunch of workouts coming up here, and then we're slowly getting back into the uh, practice phase of it all, and you know, kind of ramping it up slowly but surely. Yeah, sure. Everybody's bodies are right for this. So, Colin, I know the season started a little shaky, right, one and three, but then you guys rattle off a ton of wins. Didn't obviously end the way you wanted to. Uh, but how was the season for you personally? And then knowing that you're going to get to come back uh, with, I said you know earlier, some unfinished business. How was the season for you? And then knowing that you got another chance at making greatness next year. I mean, you could tell right in the summer that this team was special. So we all we all knew that it was going to be a special season and we weren't going to have a losing season the way it started I mean you start one and three and then everybody turns their backs on you and everything in the media is all negative right hey we were there for you brother we we believe <laughs> but anyways uh it kind of my kicking mentality is that you got to take everything one at a time and you can't get too high you can't get too low and so like if you miss a kick you can't be looking back on it like oh I missed now now what am I going to do and if yeah. you make a kick you can't be like oh I, I'm the greatest ever like I don't even have to worry about this because then you start kick, taking kicks for granted. So that's kind of the message that was on the team. It's like take it one at a time. You know, like we can lose. We can lose. It's going to happen. Like the odds of going undefeated is very, very, very low. Yeah. So every week it was it was the message like, all right, zero and zero, no matter what it was. And that was the same message for when we had won, like, I don't know, what was it, six or seven in a row. Like it was, it was just the same. It was. All right, zero zero. Yeah. We're zero zero. I like that I mean, mentality, right? It's like the Bucks were using it, and the Packers have been using it. That not get too high, not get too low. Every every week you start fresh. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you start riding that roller coaster of emotions and getting too high on yourself, getting too low on yourself, it creates inconsistencies, and inconsistencies are 
the death of a lot of teams. Definitely. So. Uh, Colin, we thank you so much for your time, man, and congrats uh, on a se- the season that you had. Congrats that you're coming back and working at your master's degree. That's uh, absolutely incredible, man. Uh, thanks so much. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, and it's always great to talk to you guys. You got to see you, Colin. But I was perusing uh, the internet. I was, uh, I was surfing the World Wide Web. Fired up the internet. Got it. Yep. Thankfully, I'm, uh, I've graduated from the dial-up modem, but I was surfing the World Wide Web. Did you ever have the AOL CDs with the minutes on them? Uh, no. Back in the day? Nope. Yeah. You weren't missing anything. We just went straight to dial-up. You weren't missing anything, yeah. dude. I had dial up until I was 18 years old. Like it was brutal. If you wanted to see, if you wanted to see a boob on the internet, it took like 10 minutes to load a picture. I think it was like it was like I had come on, booby, come dial on, up on. up until my senior year of high school. Yeah, same. So, so my senior was 06. Your was 03? 03. Yeah. And then when well, I went to, when I went to UW Whitewater, 03, but yeah, so went to UW Whitewater, all of a sudden we have this thing called uh, direct satellite link. Yeah, we so we'd moved pl- houses. I was like, "Whoa, fast internet." We what moved is this? houses prior to my senior year, yeah. so then we upgraded the internet from dial up to whatever it was. 06, what a time to be alive for me, RJ. Uh you, once you got your college email address, you could sign up for a thing called Facebook. Yeah. And I had fast internet. Yeah. Facebook used to be a place, believe it or not. Only college kids. Only college kids. And you couldn't like anything. Probably should go back to that. And we would just post pictures of us doing like keg stands and partying at like barrel, you know, basement barrel parties. Poke wars. Poke. No one fought about politics. No they just, one. They had poke wars. No one's crazy aunt or uncle shared disinformation. There wasn't, there wasn't even memes. No. It was literally just, I'm going to. And half your posts button. were music quotes. Or music lyrics. Yeah, and your Facebook's had to start, Ebo is, or RJ is. Yeah. Like, is was automatically in there. And then um, the relationship statuses were single, in a relationship, married. It's complicated. It's complicated, or just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> they took away that one. Yeah, they did. Is it complicated? I have no idea. Anyways, that was... Or did that come around, around later? <laughs> Or actually, wasn't it just single in a relationship just for fun? Yeah, just for fun. Those three. Yeah. Because they assumed no college kids were married, and then BYU got into it. Yeah. Anyways, I was surfing the, <laughs> I was surfing the World Wide Web. <laughs> You're correct, G-Dub. Trying to see boobs on dial-up did suck. I was surfing the World Wide <laughs> Web today, this morning, thankfully on fast internet, not dial-up. Whew. And I saw this interesting article. It was, um, it was talking about the NBA draft. NBA 2020 draft top 100 stock watch. 2020? 2022, excuse me. Oh. 2022 NBA draft top 100 and stock watch. Who's on the move? And I'm like, I'm curious to see who's on this list. So I go in. Here's pick number one, uh, that skinny, slender man looking guy for Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren. Slender man. Well, he's so skinny, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like a string bean, but he's a baller. And then I go down to number two. You know, it's someone out of Duke. I go down to number three. Is that that pa- Paolo Paolo uh, Benchero. And then I go to number three. It's Jabari Smith for Auburn. And then I go down to number four, and it's uh, Jaden Ivey for uh, – no, that's number five. It's Jaden Ivey for Purdue. And then I scroll down a little more, RJ. It's Kendall Brown. He's uh, number 19, you know, for Baylor. I go down a little farther on the list for the NBA draft watch and stock, and who's on the move? Johnny Davis. Ooh is on the first page of the 2022 NBA Draft stock watch. Okay. This is a fantastic thing, and also at the same time, it is a bad thing. (laughs) It's great for Johnny Davis. 
it's great to have some eyes on the program and saying, hey, the Badgers can have a guy like this who at the Maui Invitational is averaging 23.6 points, 6.6 rebounds, and 2.3 steals on 48% shooting from two and 46% from three. It got balling. 30-point is career high against number 12, Houston, a, a Final Four team. Great for Johnny Davis. Great for the eyes of the program, right? But also yeah. you look at it like, please, dear God, don't leave after this year. Because <laughs> you are what makes the Badgers go. RJ, double-edged sword kind of here, isn't it? I, I mean, it's uh, great. I mean, it's great. He's playing well, but I, I still think, I mean, and who knows by the end of the year, but just seeing his game right now, I think he'd still be better served coming, coming back. back. Yeah, he's still a little raw, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, 38th on the top 100 board for the NBA draft. They put him at number 38, and his stock is rising. So right now, it puts you at a second-round pick. Yeah. But, I mean, and honestly, some of those guys don't even make rosters. No. So it would behoove. Now, obviously, the season's young, right? You got the Big Ten ACC Challenge continuing on tonight. Badgers playing against Georgia Tech. Season's young. Is Patrick Baldwin Jr. on that list? <laughs> I saw Johnny Davis immediately stop scrolling. So I'll have to go. I'll have to keep going. <laughs> well, if you scrolled past that, that'll tell you what kind of pick his college choice was because he was, at one point in time, thought of before entering college to be a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. So. I think maybe by choosing UWM, it might have hurt his status if you got to Johnny Davis before you got to Patrick Baldwin well, Jr. It's, they don't do it in like an order order. They go one, oh. they do one, two, number three, and then they jump to number five, and then it jumps uh, again to number 19, and then to 27, and then 32, and then it goes to Johnny Davis. Uh, Justin Lewis out of Marquette is on there at number 35, excuse me. Badgers play Marquette on Saturday. That's when they debuted their new jerseys. Yeah. Dude, those jerseys are badass. I like them. I like them all. Uh, Johnny Davis, though, again, they say Davis helped himself as much as any other prospect uh, leading Wisconsin to the Maui Invitational title, you know, going against uh, the big game against Houston, right? And not only did the younger Davis score more efficiently at all three levels in the Maui event, but he is the best defender on the floor, pressuring the ball and fighting over screens, battling on switches, making plays in the passing lanes, flying around the key for rebounds. Basically, anything and everything you'd want in a draft prospect. Johnny Davis, this is great, man. What what was the knock on Wisconsin for the longest time that a player like him can't excel in the system? Yeah, it's it's you can't be an athlete in Wisconsin's system. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it'll just never work. And yet, the when you get the kind of players like they had in the back-to-back Final Four run, the the system works that much better. Yeah. Because when you have an athletic guard who knows how to play down low, that's when... That's when the swing excels. Yeah. When you get the kind of mismatches where a guy, a guard with his back to the basket is being guarded by another guard... And you can still make that big man spin move and make a, a better, you know, yeah, better ranked guard look silly down low. That's when the swing excels. That and that's that's what he's talking against Houston, right? In the first half, the second yeah. half, the Badgers. Have second been, half, they went a little cold. Well, I like still. that. I like that about. Well, I don't like it obviously, but I like that the Badgers, who are a very young team, are finding different ways to win ball games in the face of adversity. Right, mm-hmm. the number twelve uh, at the time for Houston. They badged up like 20 at halftime, something around yeah, there. Something I think it was 20 there. at halftime. 
And then, you know, Houston came storming back in the second half. And yeah. I thought to myself, oh, my God, I think Wisconsin might l- lose this game. <laughs> and <laughs> Houston had a chance to either tie it or win at the end, but they didn't realize that there was how much time was left on the clock. They, they pulled the Ben Simmons. No, you go. No, you. No, you. Ah! Badgers win. I thought it was a great gutty win for them. You know, you have the tail of two halves, right? Yep. And then the St. Mary's game, it did not start out how they wanted no. to. They could not hit the broadside well, of the barn. It kind of started out like the Texas A&M game. Yeah. And then they clawed their way back. Brad Davison took a charge in the second half. Johnny Davis hit a big shot. Tyler Wall was electric in the second half. And, and that's a guy that you know is never going to turn a lot of heads, but he does all the small things right. Yep. And Wisconsin was able to fight and claw back and win. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful way for Wisconsin to say, hey, don't discount us in the Big Ten. Now they're ranked 23rd in the nation. Yeah, Johnny Davis is rising up on draft boards. Mm-hmm. And you look at a team that's trying to find an identity, and I think Gardo was talking about saying that I think we're finding our identity a lot faster than I thought we would have. Because we're a young team. Yeah, honestly, like... Besides the old man, Brad Davison. Outside of everybody being happy that the old guard was gone, not the coach, the older players who they didn't want to see anymore uh, were gone, Um, you absolutely... You were tempted to like this team by the talent that was like can was they coming make the in step, right but yeah there was absolutely no clue how they would mesh uh Chuck Hepburn's a it, nice it, point it guard too it seemed like the attitude changed you know in a heartbeat none of the younger guys seem seemed affected by Greg Gard's attitude towards them yeah. um so you know what Still, we have no clue what went on. All we hear is the one side, and nobody's really talking about it. And yet, there are guys who, when Greg Gard's in town, they'll pose with, for pictures with him. Yeah, Micah Potter was out there, and how'd you like to be in uh, the D League for? Or sorry, is it still the D League? Gatorade? What the hell? G League. G League. Excuse it's me. Sponsored by Gatorade. Yeah, the so G League. How'd you like to be? You get drafted by the Miami Heat. You're yes. Like, yes. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you're on our G League team for the Heat. Head on to South Dakota. You're in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how I like how they try to make they're Wait, trying to make these teams more regional, and yet the Heat are still have a team in South so Dakota. So Gardo and um, Krabenhoff were out there, yeah, and there was Micah Potter, and they posed for pictures, all hunky dory. The only guy that I think was the most upset was uh, Reavers. 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 I don't believe he's in the country anymore. No, he's not. I think a Liam Ford uh, had some choice words, and there was one more. Uh, was it Walt? Yeah. Yeah, McGrory. But then he was kind of complimentary afterwards. Right. You know. So, yeah. So, right now, Wisconsin, with all those guys that have now jettisoned, right? Brad Davidson comes back. He's your one veteran presence. And then you got a lot of young guys. I mean, obviously, Tyler Walls, what a junior. Mm -hmm. Johnny Davis, though, he's... Stepping in. But, I mean, Admirably. Wall's also a junior stepping into a much bigger role than he's had yeah. prior to this year. And for a young guy like a point guard that Chucky Hepburn is, yeah, he looks nice, dude. He does. He's nice. Uh, all right, RJ, so I asked you last segment if you were a foot guy, like feet, and you and I both said, nah, we're yeah, indifferent. It's, it's, I don't and then you made a really good point off air. Even if I was, I wouldn't admit it on air anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... That's same. Neither would I. I. Yeah, Full disclosure, though, I could say this very comfortably. I don't. Not judge. a foot guy. Yeah. Not, not a foot guy. Not a foot guy. But I don't judge you if you are. I'm not. I don't like it. I don't dislike it. I'm you're, just indifferent. You're into what you're into. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Foot guy. Notable foot guy. Rex Ryan. Rex foot Ryan. Guy. Notable foot guy. Like these are things that we know, right? <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers. Why are we talking about feet? Not because we 
or indifferent on them, but Aaron Rodgers is hobbled. He's on nine toes, a broken pinky toe. He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday talking about the pain in his fractured toe after beating the L.A. Rams. As compared this Monday to the last Monday, I definitely felt better and same with this Tuesday to last Tuesday. So, you know, I'll just keep getting treatment. You know, we've, uh, we're hoping to avoid surgery, obviously, but the surgery would be such a minor one. It wouldn't be something that, that I'd have to miss time with. That's a prereq for any surgery that I have at this point. I'm not going to miss any time. So, uh, Okay, that's a, there's more to it, but that's good, yeah, right? that's real good. Very minor. I've always heard that. I said this to you yesterday. I've always heard that about, like, toe injuries. Like, just you got to wait. Yeah. You got to let it do its thing. You just got to kind of sack up a little bit and do its thing. So Aaron Rodgers obviously been doing just that. So here's more from uh, number 12. We'll kind of reassess uh, early next week and make a decision. But it's not something where I could have surgery, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday and play on Sunday. There is still a chance you're going to get surgery on the toe. Yeah, look, again, with these reports, I don't know where they're coming from. Uh, I don't know who's talking. It seems like uh, there's certain coaches that may have friends in the media that they don't realize are actually just trying to report things. But, guys on your own, on the Green Bay staff, you're saying? Oh, yeah. You, Age, you've known about that. There were guys for a while who were, who had their, their people they would leak stuff to. Whoa. Oh, now we knew that. that. Yeah, that all, that happens no matter where you are. Well, Rob Reichel, who joins us every Thursday at uh, 820, he was talking about... He has his sources. Yeah, everyone's got their little sources, right? And Rob was saying, you know, this was pre-Twitter and, you know, how the, the internet is now, that coaches, they would just sit down and talk with you. They'd walk with you back from practice. They'd give you information. Hell, Rob was talking about how some of the assistant coaches would give him rides in his truck. And they go, hey, you want to go have a beer? Or, hey, you want to go hang out? Or I'll give you a ride to the parking lot. Yeah. And they'd sit in, the, in their cars together and just shoot the crap about the football team. And now you get this kind of like and, uh, and they'd tell you the steel curtain of. They'd tell you if it's off the record. And yeah. Hey, don't report this at all or else I'm cutting you off. And now, They'll tell you that. Now the local media who wants you to feel real sorry for them. They're kind of cut off in a way because now a lot of players are doing Zoom, right? So yeah. you can't really get the interaction. You can't go to the locker room after the games or the practices and get that interaction and build a rapport. Right. You get this, the, you know, a screen, Zoom. Some are in there, but Aaron Rodgers obviously is not now because uh, the NFL, you know, brought down fines for the Packers having Rodgers maskless. Yep. Uh, so he's doing the Zoom thing, and what you get now, the a lot of the local media guys are not happy because. Rodgers will go on like the Pat McAfee show. Right. And then they get the information there. They have to react to it. They're not the ones getting it. And then they get, <laughs> they get all the, the generic answers on Zoom meetings. You can't build a report in the locker room. Or as Rob Reichel once suggested, you're riding a car together Yep, and talk the talk. So um, I guess there's guys in there. You got to try every way possible, right? If you're a local media guy or someone that's you know maybe like a stringer on the wire, you find an assistant coach. And you're like, hey, hey, what do you got for me today? <laughs> Under the table, what do you got? Hey, yeah, okay, sweet. Yeah, just scribble down a little bit. I and mean, sometimes there is some sort of a spiff there to yeah get the info. Totally, trust me. It ain't. Sometimes when you get a little information, a little leak, it's not for free. It ain't for free. A grand don't come for free, RJ. I'll tell uh, you I don't think it's a grand, but that was an album actually. Sorry, that was, oh. that was a deep cut. But yes, <laughs> that information don't come for free, well, my friend. Over my head. So. Uh, I don't. Did you ever listen to the uh, the artist called The Streets? No. He was an English rapper yeah. in the early 2000s. So, no. 
That's why I went over my head. He had a he had a he had an album called The Grand, <laughs> Grand Don't Come for Free. <laughs> it's uh yeah. Anyways, there's a there's a deep cut for you. All right, so uh, coming up, news of the weird. Aaron Rodgers did make some Rex Ryan jokes, by the way, on the Pat McAfee show. All right. Basically, Rex Ryan must have loved his press conference where he uh, told the Wall Street Journal, et cetera, to go pound sand for disinformation. <laughs> Put his foot up. Said, I have a fractured toe. Look at this. Look at this. It's like an OnlyFans free trial. Foot fetish. <laughs> And then you see Billy Turner a day later. Then put his foot up there. No. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was like. He's like. You guys are on some weird foot stuff, man. Hey, look he, at this. And then he threw his foot. He threw his foot up. Check this behemoth of a, of a foot out. Ben, is baseball gonna happen next year? <laughs> because oh my God, the Major League Baseball and the Players Union are not anywhere close to the new uh, collective bargaining agreement said that's set to expire here very uh, soon. Yeah. Not surprised. Disappointed. I guess. They, they're just never on the same page, and it sucks. I love baseball. It's always been my favorite sport, but it's it's every single time a collective bargaining agreement, and the owners just won't well, give dude. in to the players. The players won't give in back, and I you can look at both sides and find faults. It's just a shame that they can't understand what's good for the sport, yeah. right? Because you remember when they were going into the COVID season, they end up having to start later than they actually could have because they just could not agree on what the players were going to get paid. So... But they here's have to the, realize. Here's the other thing, though. Yeah. And uh, I think you heard it for news. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, but for news of the weird, and this could, this is going to be a topic that's going to happen again. Major League Baseball is using two different balls last year. I heard that. And no one knew it besides Major League Baseball. They didn't tell anyone. Are we going to start talking about that with the Brewers and why they couldn't hit? Yeah, I mean, yeah, tomorrow for sure. But that's crazy. They used a, a lighter. They used a lighter ball and a heavier ball. And then they tried to blame the supply chain on why they used a different ball, but they still kept using the other ball that they blamed the supply chain on that they couldn't get. And it, they're admitting to it that they used two different balls. That's now, Ben. I'm not saying that's going to be the sole reason why they, you know, can't come to agreement. But that's not going to be the players' union is going to be very unhappy about that. I'm sure. And the whole sticky substance thing. As soon yeah, as the, the pitcher check. And as stuff. as soon as the public gets mad about something, that's when baseball reacts. Until the public does anything about it, they just let it, they push it under the rug. Happened with steroids. Yeah. As, as soon as the public said, why are they doing this? Then baseball said, you know what? I guess we'll crack down. That's what they did with the sticky substance thing, and it puts the players in an impossible spot. Totally. Because you have a guy like Tyler Glass now who gets hurt because he he did something with sunscreen and other stuff, which wasn't illegal according to the letter of the law. Then they changed the rules midway through the season. Mm-hmm. Then he gets hurt because he has to suddenly change what he does. My favorite thing about the sticky substance and checking him is when former Milwaukee Brewer nerd power, Eric Sogard, who was then a Chicago Cub. Cubs were losing like 11 to nothing. Sogard came in. He's a position player. He came in to pitch because they didn't want to burn an arm. Sogard, he's not a pitcher. He gets through the inning. I think he gave him a run or something, whatever it was. It was like 50-mile-per-hour fastball coming in. And guess what happened as he's leaving the mound? Checked by the the umpires, the umps, for sticky substances. That's almost as it's Eric Sogard. That's almost as bad as when you have a pitcher that gets shelled for six runs in the first inning. Like, hey, and then he's walking off and you check yeah, him. You it's like it. I don't think he was using anything. My favorite was was Max Scherzer. Like unbut Well un- took off his pants and his belt. He's like, What do you want to see my ass? Well, he did that because the manager of the Phillies told the yes. umpires to look at it. Yeah. Because he thought he was doing something weird with his hands going through his hair or something. So was it the, it, uh, that was a picture. There's a picture that did get caught. 
Uh, was it a White Sox pitcher? I forget the guy who did that. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter, though. Uh, and then there's this, Ben. Of the Brewers' 13 arbitration-eligible players, only first baseman, the barrel man, Daniel Vogelback, was non-tendered. He's uh, probably going to be elsewhere. Jace Peterson, uh, Gustave, and Rowdy Telez signed, and the others were tendered and remain in arbitration. So uh, say goodbye to the barrel man. The, his his best thing he did last season was a grand slam to beat the Cardinals, bottom of the ninth, at American Family Field. Incredible. And on 4th of July, he wasn't playing, but he was wearing a <laughs> – it was a men's onesie, like the shorts, like the shorts, short sleeve combo with all American flags on it with, like, the R- Macho Man Randy Savage glasses. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Barrel Man, we'll uh, miss you, but you really didn't do much. But, yeah, this summer, it, it's going to be ugly. Yeah, well, this winter, this winter, it's going to get really ugly. I don't even know if we're going to have baseball. Come I just don't. Baseball never understands what's best for the sport. They I, wonder why people are losing interest. Well, Manfred's the biggest idiot of all commissioners. De- definitely an idiot, but they, both sides are just so stubborn. Men's romper. Thank you, Poop. Yeah, men's romper.